Do ancient civilizations exist on the moon? Why am I no longer welcome at my family's Thanksgiving? What don't they want me to see? All of these questions you can find an answer to on this Paranormal Live! Hello everyone and welcome to This Paranormal Life, the comedy paranormal podcast where every week we investigate a brand new paranormal case and come to a conclusion as to whether or not it is true or it is false. Hell yeah. My name is Roy Powers. I'm going to be your host for this week. And beside me is Kit Greer, two paranormal investigators at the peak of their profession. And at the trough of their physical condition. Yes, being at the peak very much means you're on the way down. Down is the only way out. But it's also the easiest way out. (laughs) Because you don't even have to move your legs. You can just go limp like a noodle and roll. And that's what this week's episode is going to be. A limp, lifeless noodle, (laughs) ripe with paranormal energy. Last week was Mount Everest. This week is dying frozen at base camp. I think I would be much more inclined to attempt to climb Mount Everest if I knew that once you reach the top, your legs could just buckle and Mm. you'd roll back down the mountain to You press a button on your belt, you turn into one of those orb balls, and you simply roll down the mountain at 200 miles per hour. That would be great. Also, if there was like a gift shop or something up there, or like a bar, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, somewhere I could at least get a hot mug of tea. Yeah, because it's cold up there, and I don't want to like... You know, if there's actually a ski lift or something as well, that would help. That would really incentivize me. And I'll climb to the lift. Maybe a phone charger, like somewhere to charge your phone, because... There's no way, like, I think it takes weeks to climb it, so there's no weeks? way my phone would last that long. And I can't go without Candy Crush for that long. I've got, like, 30 minutes free on Friday between meetings. So if someone could fit in the, the helicopter ride to the ski lift. And I'm going to take a nap in the helicopter. I might. I might. Just wake me up when we're actually back at base camp. If you camp. can get some Sherpas <laughs> to lift my limp... I want to be limp from the start. <laughs> my limp noodle body... To Mount Everest in 30 minutes on Friday. <laughs> Hundreds of peasants are just dying behind you as they all attempt to carry your lifeless body up to the top of Mount Everest. And I'm just eating chocolate-covered strawberries. <laughs> mush, mush, peasants. I have brunch back in London at 4 p.m. All right. Look, we don't like to, <laughs> like to dilly-dally at the top of the podcast. This is a serious show that covers serious paranormal activity. And today is no exception. This week, we have an email suggestion from our listener, David McCartney. David asked, Have you ever heard of Summerwind Mansion, sometimes known as Le Mans Mansion? It's an old, spooky, ruined mansion near West Bay Lake in Wisconsin. It's a fascinating case, well worth an investigation. We've done a lot of these types of uh, cases before with a haunted house, but nevertheless, I like to give everything a chance. We've been all around the world, from the skeleton lakes of the Himalayan mountains to the alligator-infested sewers of New York City. And today, Kit, we venture into the dark woodlands by the shores of West Bay Lake in Wisconsin, where the twisted treetops curl like skeleton fingers, and the dark forest conceals the existence of one of the most paranormal residents in the world. Wow. The Summerwind Mansion! You can tell I took that poetry class this week. (laughs) I'm really going all out with the descriptions. They really objected in the class to talking about skeleton fingers. Yeah. And I tried to work it into every single one. They were like, just, you know, tell a story. Write a poem about roses. Yeah. Write a poem about, you know, your mother or something. Yeah. Like hair, like skeleton's (laughs) fingers. Her love wrapped round my heart like skeleton fingers. All right. Someone take him out of the class. Now, if you went to that location today... You wouldn't find the Summerwind Mansion. What you'd find is merely its burnt remains. Oh, shit. But how did the house end up like this? Let's go back to the beginning. The construction of Summerwind Mansion took place in 1918. The house was originally called the Le Mans Mansion, where its lavish furnishings and decor served as a luxurious getaway, where the residents could escape the city and enjoy the wilderness. The wilderness isn't something I often think about enjoying. You know, people sometimes talk about enjoying the great outdoors. Mm -hmm. Um, Few people say, yeah, this weekend we're heading off to the wilderness. It's like, what what are you? Oh, cool. Do you like kayak or something? Nah. I just want to be alone. I just enjoy it. 
Yeah, that's always a little creepy. Yeah. I don't know why the the wild sounds very cool and endearing and freeing, right. but the wilderness the wilderness is where someone takes your car keys and hits you over the head with a tree log. <laughs> yeah, the wild is where a guy in a lumberjack shirt and a beard makes you coffee on a campfire. Yeah. The wilderness is where a guy wearing a potato sack uh, chases you with a hatchet. <laughs> exactly. It's a big distinction for yeah. sure. In 1916, the house was purchased by U.S. Secretary of Commerce Robert Lamont. His plan was to use the mansion as a vacation home for him and his family. But unless you want a vacation in HELL, this was a big mistake. The Lamont family began fixing up the mansion right away, hiring two architects from Chicago to remodel the home. But blatant disregard for the house's history may have had some unwanted consequences. Hmm. You know, they're coming in that house with their hammers and their tools. And this is a house, you know, that, you know, has a past, somewhat of maybe a dark past. And they just come in. <laughs> Boss says he wants to clear this wall and make it an open plan living room. <laughs> Axes cutting down all yeah. the old family memories. Like, what do you want me to do with all these pictures of little children I found in the attic? I'll f***ing burn them. I don't know. They're just trashing the place, destroying yeah. it, stirring up a bunch of oh, power. The attic stuff. seems to be full of ancient Egyptian urns, full of ashes. What do we do with that? I don't know. We need space for the boss's giant f***ing coffee machine. <laughs> so they better be out of here in five. And as we've heard far too many times, it wasn't long before things in this house started getting strange. The Lamonts began to complain to their neighbors and friends. Did you hear any weird noises last night? I could have sworn there was this echoing sound. These are straight away bad vibes for uh, what is meant to be a holiday, holiday home. Hug. Yeah. Yeah, real bad. You don't want to try and escape the hustle bustle of the city to the echoing darkness uh, of the woods. Yeah, it's like I knew it would be quiet. I didn't know that I could hear the void. Yeah, that's, that's not good. You don't want to go back to the stock market even tightly wound <laughs> than you were when you left. You think Wall Street is stressful? <laughs> Just going back to your desk and be like, oh, Richard, how was your break? I haven't slept in 12 days. We only all took Saturday, Sunday off. Where have you been for 12 days? Have you ever had a spider live in your mind? <laughs> <laughs> no. I thought I was stressed here till I saw my own birth. You saw your own... Sorry, I just have to take this. We are trading at the moment too, Robert. So I just have to take this. Okay, yeah, sell low, buy high. I don't know how Put the fuck it works. Put down the phone. Uh, sure, I had to end the call anyway. Uh, you saw your own birth, you said? I would beg for a phone call in that house. <laughs> really? No, no reception, no cell signal up there, huh? But every time I picked up what i thought was a phone right it was a spider, spider? Yeah. yeah okay and they they own the house as well which means you are obliged to vacation there oh yeah every, you opportunity, your money's every opportunity yeah christmas thanksgiving easter you're going back to hell on earth and you know all his family friends told him you're wasting your time out there why didn't you just buy a place in the hamptons like the rest of us and he's like listen this is going to be the most perfect home i'm going to uh you guys are all going to come visit you're all going to love it and you know <laughs> you said there was a spider in your mind last time you went you said you saw your own Some birth. teething issues sure we haven't yet unearthed the spider's nest but you know now he's eating humble pie all day long and he has to pretend he loves it yeah he's like, i love spider. that dude is a hoot because Scott in the office, he bought the place in the Hamptons that same week. Yeah. And you think he's going to tell Scott, admit to Scott? No way. He can, can't admit to anyone, especially not the people in Wall Street. They'll rip him apart. Oh, yeah. Despite the regular strange occurrences, the Lamonts continued to vacation at the mansion. And I will say to a certain degree, you know, it is a house in the middle of the woods. There are going to be scary noises. There are going to be shadows. There is going to be sort of a weird vibe to the place. However... What happened this night would result in the family never returning to the property again. One evening after a long day on the lake, Mr. Lamont and his wife were sitting together eating at the dinner table, enjoying the peaceful silence of the house, when all of a sudden, 
the basement door flew open. It was as if a gust of wind had burst from the basement. The couple sat in silence, watching the opening, when to their disbelief, the shadowy apparition of a man appeared from the basement. Mr. Lamont, believing it was some sort of home invader, grabbed his gun and fired two shots. Hell yes, brother. Why was his revolver so readily available? This was after a long day on the lake, I believe ah, I said. So okay. you know, he's probably uh, polishing his pistol <laughs> in the rocking chair with a glass of whiskey. His family are like... Father, why won't you come play board games with us and enjoy the holiday? Isn't that what we're here to do? Yeah, you shouldn't be alone in the woods with your family polishing your handgun. <laughs> Talking yeah. about a spider being in your mind. <laughs> All spiders and no rifle <laughs> makes Robert go f cuckoo. And that was extra weird because The Shining hadn't even come out yet. <laughs> this was the 1920s. Uh, of course, each bullet passed right through the specter. The family fled the house immediately, taking everything they could with them. The only thing they left behind was two bullet holes in the basement door. Wow. Pretty so cool. this was seen by multiple people, right? It was seen, I believe, uh, by the um, the mother and the father of the family. Mm. I'm not sure if the children had seen it, but locals would come to the house and um, could see the bullet holes where allegedly uh, it had passed through the specter and hit the basement door. So a little bit of evidence. Yeah. We got, we got the grounds for some evidence. I mean, yeah. I mean, bullet, Jesus Christ, like... Bullet holes anywhere tell a story. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta, if you move out of your uh, rental flat and the property company do an inspection of the flat and they find a bullet hole, you better have a damn good reason why there's a bullet hole there. You don't buy a place and then the first weekend shoot up holes in the wall. <laughs> yeah. For no good reason. People like, you know, the stupid bro thing to like put your fist through a wall. When you get all worked up, it's really right, your not... your girlfriend breaks up with you. Yeah, what the f***, babe? Oh, yeah. I'm so... We've all been there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't very much be like, you're breaking up with me? Really? I can't even... I can't... Bleep. But that's what you do when you celebrate. <laughs> yeah, sure, but yeehaw! <laughs> yeah, it's a little stranger to have bullet holes in a wall, for sure. Mm. The property would then lay vacant for decades until eventually it was purchased in 1969 by Arnold and Ginger Hinshaw, who moved in with their family, unaware of the house's paranormal history. Wow. Once again, the new family began restoration on the house and began to call around looking for builders and contractors to help them fix the place up. Anderson's Contractors, how may I help you? Oh, hi. My name's Arnold Hinshaw, and I was hoping to get some work done on my house. All right, all right. We can make that happen. Uh, what sort of work do you need? Uh, just the usual. Some basic remodeling. Not a problem. Not a problem. Uh, could you give me the address, please, of the property? Sure. It's the old Lamont Mansion by the West Bay Lake. Hello? Uh, I'm sorry, sir. Uh, we're actually busy this week. I could do next week. I said we're busy. F*** off. With local contractors refusing to come work on the house, the family began doing it themselves, painting walls, removing old furniture, and Arnold moved his large pipe organ into the living room. <laughs> okay, okay, Dracula. <laughs> Hold up there. Bad vibes, for yeah. sure. And I mean, this isn't the 20s anymore. No, there's not. It's, it's, it's almost the 70s. 70s. You should bring your acoustic Stratocaster. Guitar. Yeah. You should be listening to cream not playing a creepy organ in the woods <laughs> hello children dad i really wish you would come to dinner work was going okay at first until one day while painting one of the walls of the bedrooms arnold discovered what appeared to be a hidden crawl space he tried to peek inside but it was too dark and small so he sent in one of his youngest no. kids. <laughs> no, It was too dark and full of spiders, so he sent his firstborn. Yeah. It'll be okay, Billy. The demons won't drink your innocent young blood. So there's demons? You do have to make it back here in the next three minutes, so, or I will board up the crawl space with nails, lest the demons get out. He, he'd sent in one of his youngest kids into the crawl space, probably pushed them in there uh, to investigate. Do you see anything? Uh, I can see something, but I don't know what it is. Here, I'm sliding a flashlight over. 
All right, I got it. The child turned on the light to discover bones. F off. Human bones. F off. And a skull with knotted black hair still attached. What? Yeah. This thing is recent. I don't know how hair ages. Well, the the I guess the house isn't that old, is it? Mm, what did you say, no. 1918? Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. I mean, geez, I mean, like four people have lived in the house, so there's not that many possibilities <laughs> for skeletons. The family, afraid to search any deeper, simply just sealed up the crawl space permanently. Okay. I mean, probably tell the police, though, surely? Yeah, I, I don't know if they did tell the police. I guess the crime is done. Yeah, I mean... That's I, a bad attitude, actually. I could see, though. I mean, maybe you're just like, let's just leave well enough alone. It's our holiday. We're yeah. trying to enjoy the wilderness. Uh, I do admire the um, naivety, thinking that if you uncover a pile of bones, just patching up that crawl space will just make sure nothing else happens. You found the bones. It yeah. Game over. The you curse is activated. Sleep. No, no it, the no, skeletons are coming. For sure. <laughs> night after night, the family would awake out of nowhere, feeling like they were being watched from the shadows. Yeah, probably. By the bones. <laughs> On a number of occasions, furniture and objects would eerily drag inches to the left or right, right in front of them, like someone was pushing them slowly. Wow. Well, that's dramatic. And family members would hear strange noises coming from rooms with no one in them. This is textbook poltergeist activity, ladies and gentlemen. We're it talking is. about a young ghost f***ing shit up. Mm -hmm. Doing everything by the checklist here. Moving furniture, check. Watching people from the shadows, check. Hiding your bones in the walls. <laughs> a little unorthodox, but sure, we'll add it to the list. But the person who had it the worst by far was Arnold. While the rest of the family had experienced some unsettling paranormal activity... Arnold had lost his marbles. He couldn't sleep at night, and he claimed he was seeing figures hiding around the house. Jesus. It all climaxed one night when the children awoke in their beds to hear the faint sound of Arnold's organ playing downstairs. When the children crept down to see what it was, they found their father hammering away at the keys. <laughs> when they asked him what he was doing, he replied, the music keeps the demons away. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> At that point, you're like, Mommy, can we get it? Can you get a divorce from Dad? We preferred your boyfriend, Kyle, from years ago. When the wilderness has essentially turned your father into Ganondorf, <laughs> it's time to vacate the premises. It didn't work patching up the walls. The bones have been activated. It's too late. Poor kids just, you know, finding the bones, <laughs> having to just seal that memory up and then having to seal up the memory of your dad saying the music keeps the demons away. I don't want to foreshadow anything in this story too early on, but I'm starting to see why uh, we started off this story with the building in ashes. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. Don't worry. Yeah, we're definitely heading in the right direction for sure. <laughs> I'm starting to think Arnold is... A couple sentences away from burning this place down. Very soon, I think the fire will keep the demons away. <laughs> which I think is also factually inaccurate. If anything, it's more of an aphrodisiac for demons. Right. It's going to get them horny and riled up. Yeah. That's their home. Is planes. fire. Yeah. That's their wilderness. Needless to say, the family completely fell apart uh, and left the house not long after. While they were probably scarred for life by Arnold and his organ, they did manage to escape mostly unharmed. But we do know the house today, as you mentioned, is burned and destroyed. So there must be more to this story. And you're right, Kit. The mansion would go on to have one final resident, Raymond Bober, father of Arnold's wife. Oh, weird. Really weird, isn't it? So he bought the house off them he bought the house off them i guess maybe in a generous way to help them recoup some of their losses mm. and uh, also in a kind of like the younger generation are pussies yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna fix up this place I'm gonna turn it into a masterpiece uh, whether he knew about the stories of the mansion or whether he just decided they weren't real or he didn't care it didn't matter he purchased the property and decided that him and his son would finish the renovations with a team of builders but of course the one thing we know about this house is that it hates people trying to fix it up. 
Right. You're trying to put makeup on a ghost. You're trying to paint over history. You're you're going to piss this thing off if you keep messing with it. It so wants true. to be old and decrepit. You're trying to put lipstick on the golden face of boy king Tutankhamun. Yeah, it's going to rile them up. <laughs> Almost immediately, weird shit started going down. Contract workers at the property had to stop working because the rooms in the house allegedly kept changing sizes. <laughs> no, 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 no. They would measure the walls mean? and the floors. They'd buy all the material and come back and the room had changed. It was a different size. That's a drunk builder. That's a, that's a drunk contractor right there. You've got a, a pretty easy out for any mistakes building a house <laughs> if you know uh, prior to starting the work that the house is haunted. Materials going missing on site. The bones did it. Someone at Arnold's back lunch. It was a ghost. Exactly. There's, there's a pretty easy excuse for everything. The final straw came when one night Raymond's son was working alone in the house. He's hammering away, putting in some skirting boards. <laughs> which probably takes hours because the room won't stop changing f***ing sizes, when he heard a noise in the hall. Hello? Dad? He continued working. Then, the noise again. Like someone was walking in the hall. He set down his tools and opened the bedroom door to see what was in the house. Next thing he knows, he's face to face with a ghostly apparition standing right in front of him. He panics and runs downstairs, heading to the kitchen to escape out the back door, when suddenly he hears... <laughs> two gunshots. He looks around, but there's no one in the kitchen, even what? though he can smell gunpowder. That's when he looked at the basement door and saw the two gunshot holes. What? This is what professional paranormal investigators in the business call a residual haunting. Hmm. See, I thought you were going to tell me that the dad had done like the previous generations and just whipped out his revolver and fired two off. No. But no. This is even weirder. The son who is working on the house is somehow experiencing the haunting that took place 50 years ago. God damn. Isn't that cool? Like, hearing the gunshots, smelling the gunpowder, no one's in the room, but then being able to see the holes where it took place 50 years ago? That's trippy, man. Isn't I don't think crazy? we've ever talked about that before. Yeah, that was when I was investigating this case and I read about that instance. I was like, that's unique enough that we have to cover this. Yeah. Also the bone part. I liked the, <laughs> the bone part. You know what? It actually has some resonances with what we uh, studied last week with uh, Lincoln's paranormal presidency. Yeah. Uh, and the ghost train. So this was when Lincoln died in the 1800s. His funeral train went through all of the East Coast of America before his final resting place. But apparently, to this day, that train follows the same route every year as a ghost train. This is a little bit like, and we talk about it loads, stone theory. <laughs> yeah. Where, you know, events are kind of sealed away in the... This is how, that's how haunted houses exist, is because the dark memories and the evil past has seeped into the materials uh, that the house is built with. But now we're seeing this seeped in so deeply that it's manifesting itself right in front of uh, a witness. It's very interesting. I mean, it opens a whole can of worms. I mean, because it kind of feels like there's some weird time travel shit going on. Yeah. Like you've almost like, zoom, travel back in time as if you're like watching it all play out and then zoom back into your own time. Yeah, like, you know, he'd hear the gunshots going off, smell the gunpowder. Next thing he knows, the organ is like ringing out through mm -hmm. the house. It's like all these things happening at one time. Very cool. There's a good horror movie in this somewhere. Well, Summerwind Mansion was bought and sold a few times more in the coming years, until 1988, when during a huge storm, the house was struck by lightning, setting it ablaze and burning it to the ground. Holy shit. This place was so haunted that God had to kill it. That's how bad it was. He's like, none of you? None of you gonna do what needs to be done? Fine. <laughs> Boom! Absolutely incinerating it. It seems to have done the job, I mean, for the most part. It, it damaged it so much that it's basically left abandoned now. It's not wow. even worth renovating, really. 
It's already a tough enough task renovating just a house that's haunted, but one that was struck by Zeus himself. No, it's just a lump of charcoal in the woods with a skeleton <laughs> with hair on it lying on top. It's like, no, I'm nah. not touching this with a barge pole. The contractors aren't coming out for this. <laughs> I don't care if it's still called a mansion. You call in the contractors and they're like, the ash pile keeps changing size. <laughs> we keep getting a dustpan and a bucket. And we come back and it's tiny. And then we come back and it's huge. I can't work with this. <laughs> I'm just imagining that contractor who keeps saying everything keeps changing size. Someone's like, dude, do you have the do you have your contact lenses in the wrong eyes? He's like, oh yeah, I do. Oh, it's the same size as it's always been. That makes sense. Or it's like someone who was just never taught what perspective is. He's like, I was looking from the hills and it was like a an anthill i take a couple steps closer it gets bigger i come back it gets smaller what's with this place <laughs> look you need to just sit here and take a time out i'm gonna go get you a glass of water the guy just disappears into the horizon oh stop you're about to disappear burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping and that extends to their outdoor collection their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Look. We've come full circle here. The story started with the house burned to the ground. The story ended with the house burned to the ground. Uh, I will say, uh, Raymond, when he did have the house, um, he tried communicating with the spirits using Ouija boards. He was convinced that there was an evil presence in the mansion, underwent hypnosis sessions, and even went on to write a book about it. Damn. Yeah. Again... That's the stuff that we kind of actually don't like to see in these cases is someone trying to monetize and uh, capitalize on the paranormal. (laughs) Like we'd ever be seen dead doing that. Absolutely not. Luckily, most of the residents of this house pretty much left as soon as they could and never wanted to return, which is good. That's a good sign. Mm -hmm. That's, That's what we like to see. But it's, it is a lot to kind of digest. We've had a lot of years in this house and a lot of families in this house. Kit, what are you thinking in terms of whether or not this house is truly haunted? Yeah, you mentioned there's been a number of families. This is kind of one of the more surprising things to me is that people seem to keep buying this house, even though there has been uh, a bunch of families, but almost zero happy memories. It seems like, <laughs> yeah. it seems like everyone who buys the house stays for like a night. Right. And then everything goes wrong. I I probably compacted the story down. (laughs) I'd like to think that the residents probably did have some good memories. Okay. Uh, Which we obviously have no time to talk about. It is all about the paranormal and the bad times. It's all about the wilderness, not the wild. And so it is pretty compelling that a series of people have lived in one building and all had paranormal experiences. You know, mm-hmm. we've covered other haunted houses, like you've mentioned, very famous ones, like maybe the Enfield haunting. To my knowledge, that house was occupied by other people over the years, but only has one family that ever experienced the haunting. That's a really good point. So this is kind of compelling, but is there enough evidence here to call it definitely paranormal? I don't know. What are you thinking? Um, this was a tough one for me as well. There is a lot of things that we like in paranormal cases, which is physical evidence in terms of one, the gunshots being on the, uh, basement door Two, finding bones, human bones. That's always great. That's a very physical thing. That's not just like seeing something in the corner of your eye. That's like finding 
something evil buried in the walls of your house. Yeah. Unfortunately, as I said, uh, God himself struck that evidence from the earth, which makes it a little harder to verify. I mean, even in this case alone, the only thing I can give you is just pictures of the burnt house. <laughs> and it's, it's so unhelpful that I was just like, there's not even a point really in me showing you what it is and what it looks like because it doesn't do anything. It doesn't flip us in any side uh, which is difficult. Yeah, we're definitely going on. Uh, granted, the four pillars of truth, uh, hearsay, rumor, I don't know, guesswork. Talk, I think, was one of them. Yeah, chatter or something Yeah, like that. yeah. we really need to look those up and remember yeah. what they were. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. I think for me, uh, I love the story. I love the idea of a residual haunting where it's like the, uh, the paranormal experiences just echoing through time. But yeah, I would have liked to see some pictures i would like to see a lot more uh physical evidence uh for me to really come down and understand even understand why this thing is haunted because mm. as we said it doesn't have that long a history it wasn't built by a pharaoh <laughs> where, where a thousand souls lost their lives yeah it was built in like the 20th century it's just like it's a new house yeah and um, the possibility exists that people did just go shining style crazy in the wilderness that's true yeah, it could it could be that the families maybe had a couple more demons in the closet than we thought. And if you're the Oregon was a giveaway. <laughs> it really was. Even if the place was paradise, it could have been like a beach hut on the Golden Bahamas. <laughs> Don't bring the Oregon. The Oregon's already gonna put people in a bad, weird mood. Yeah, this guy is on a golden sand beach of uh, St. Lucia in the Caribbean. He's still going to be playing the organ at night. The kids are like, why are you playing the organ? It keeps the demons away. You're on a crystal watered beach. Just go for a swim. Do you think the organ is the most evil sounding instrument? Oof. I mean, it's got to be, right? Nothing yeah. invites evil in more than the organ does, I think. Yeah, I mean, a lot more than like the synthesizer. Yeah. Although synthesizers can make pretty wild noises like a synthesizer one one of those ones with loads of dials you could twist one of those that accidentally opens a portal to hell <laughs> right there's that many like, buttons. whoa turn that one closed i guess what's that one that makes like i can never remember the name of it it's like the invisible one that makes the ufo noise oh the theremin yeah the <laughs> that by definition is like a ghost singing so that's pretty good I mean, Dracula literally plays the organ. Does he? Is that lore? I don't know. But it seems like he does it in the <laughs> movies. You know, you enter the Transylvanian mansion. Yeah. And then you hear... <laughs> and he's like, aha, you joined me, I see. I, I really hope he was just playing, like, Jump by Van Halen or something like that. <laughs> yeah, doing the guitar solo from Beat It. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's no need to dilly-dally anymore, folks. I think uh, we can all agree. This is a great story, very interesting story. But um, for me, there's just not enough today to say that this is really paranormal. It's going to be a no from me. It's a double no, folks. Damn. But thank you so much for sending in that suggestion. I had a blast researching that one. Uh, it's always fun to investigate a story that has a very clear uh, path through history. And you can kind of just take a, take your time. Working your way through the years. It's very yeah. fun. Yeah. Not like an episode that's just like the concept of night terrors. Yeah. It's a little it takes hard. a long time. The amount of episodes that start with me telling you about a man who hasn't been born yet because he's <laughs> from another dimension. Needlessly complicated. I like just going back to the 20s and working my way up to the fact that the house was burned down. Yeah. Send all of your submissions if you want us to investigate them to this paranormal life podcast at gmail.com. Whether it's something that you've heard of that you want us to look into, or whether or not it's a paranormal experience that you've had that you want two kings in the pack to uh, investigate. Sorry, you're laughing at my analogy here saying that we're kings. No, no, no. It's, it's good. Pack. It's just like a little more like overtly like masculine or bro or something usual but i like it for a change well i was trying i was doing more like a pack of cards thing so it's like we're the kings in the pack okay so it was that's cool. what i was kind of going for but you played it off like a joker that was pretty good actually yeah. right all right yeah, let's, like, well, yeah let's keep going with this I like okay it. um so i'm a king i'm a 10 you're a joker 
And you're also that Thought card. I was also a king. You're also that card that has all the instructions on it that you throw away right at the start. You take that back right now, <laughs> you piece of shit. Uh, I'm also a two out of two. And I'm wild. That's right, baby. And I'm also the king that has that little knife. So don't cross me, instruction card man, or you'll get the king's dagger. Once again, as you can tell, I took the poetry class this week. So I'm trying to throw, I'm trying to be a little bit more poetic um, with my, how I describe myself and I describe our job. So I'd actually appreciate it if you were a little bit more supportive. No, no, I'm, I'm with you. Let, let me, let me join in. Let me, let me, let, All right. let me take do a tagline it doesn't have to be a card based thing it could be, it I could be anything oh, i right. really do okay. uh call me call me a this spade all right because i'm gonna dig <laughs> this weird to grave. swear it's weird to swear in a poem by the way that's already a bit of a red flag <laughs> and the first line of your poem was a demand that's fine call me a f-ing spade Usually a poem would be like It's more of a freestyle rap Shall I shall I compare thee to a spade? Fine. A bit more romantic. I'm pretty sure you said you were just that king with a dagger. But I was it was the way I said it, alright? That made my poem good and your poem bad. More than fair. Alright, new poem, and I'll show you how it's done. Alright, right? let's go. Boom, right off the bat. Life flashes us by in day to day, it is truly a shuffle 52 opportunities <laughs> okay. okay it's still <laughs> it's still in the car i didn't team. let me finish you didn't let me finish i was yeah. going in a, i was actually going in a really deep direction doesn't really seem like it okay. well it was all right 52 opportunities to draw okay there's 52 uh, weeks in a year so that could right. be could exactly. be something different sure blackjack <laughs> okay is that the final it's like a <laughs> it's haiku. Haiku. that's a final line blackjack <laughs> it's a work in progress all right (laughs) my wife sent me to poetry class so that it would Uh, really help get rid of my gambling addiction (laughs) it doesn't seem to be working quite quite so well so far i keep betting everyone in class i can write a better poem than them and i keep losing (laughs) because they're good at poems and i'm bad at gambling anyway thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of this paranormal life as we said the most scummiest awful thing you can do in this profession is try and monetize the paranormal disgusting that being said over on patreon.com oh yeah forward slash this paranormal life you can get access to a whole ton of amazing bonus content if you're enjoying the show maybe you've caught up maybe you've burned your way through the episodes and you know it's lockdown time. It's a pandemic. People are indoors. They're looking for things to do. Why not treat yourself with a whole back catalog of bonus episodes? I think we have 30, maybe 30 plus episodes now available to download right now. And to let you know just what is in these bonus episodes, here's a short clip from last month's bonus episode. It's the late 1940s. And five political prisoners are being marched down a dark hallway in shackles. At the end of the hall, the prisoners are stuffed into a small, sealed chamber. The door shuts behind them. Then, a voice on the intercom. Welcome, test subjects, to our little experiment. For, for years, mankind has struggled... <laughs> Sorry, did you say he was Russian? <laughs> Sorry, I think I'm going a little German here. <laughs> Vel- welcome. It's, it's good. <laughs> uh, hold on, hold on. I need to rejig this. Ugh, ugh. It's hard to do high pitch Russian accent. Yeah, you know, it's always like you want to go like a yeah, rush. rush. I can't even think. I just did one Russian, but it was good. It was low. I just got a Vladimir and his Russian accent. Vladimir and his Russian accent. You're a vampire. I'm a vampire. <laughs> That's the only difference. <laughs> All right. We're going to go vamp- full on vampire for this one then, guys. Welcome, Tess. <laughs> it's still German. I feel like I'm at a circus. All right. I'm going to have to go. Boys and girls. <laughs> come on. Come on. To the magical chamber. All right. We're just going to. I don't know what we're going to do for this. Maybe f- it Australian. All right, Tess subjects. Get in the chamber. All right, you sick motherfuckers. <laughs> you thought you could kill us? Thought you could talk shit about Russia? Mother Russia? Yeah, I'm Russian. Yeah, did a few years of school in Sydney. 
<laughs> oh man that's a doozy that was a good one that was a good one um if you want to check that out all the links to everything you need will be in the description of this podcast just open up your phone or whatever you're listening to this on and they should be right there and as always at the end of the show we like to thank those who were on the shout out tier when it was available on patreon We do hope to bring the shout-out tier back uh, in the next month or so, but we'll have more about that, I guess, on the next episode. Next week, we can talk about it. But until then, thank you to... Caleb Weir. Caleb Weir is keeping it weird. Nice. He's wearing rainbow-colored outfits. He's snorting lines of sugar for breakfast. Oh, I like this. And he's, you know, instead of taking the tube to work... He's just doing backflips continuously in the street. Does he get to work? No. Oh, what? I think he has a job. <laughs> he snorts sugar for breakfast. That's a good point. Thank you to William Calabaza. William, I need you to kill your brother. What? I'm sorry. It's kind of like, uh, you know, like a uh, test of dedication, like in the Bible. Yeah, is it Abraham? I, yeah, I'm going to, I need to ask you to kill your brother. I'm assuming God didn't tee it up like that. He probably danced around it a bit. Yo, more. Abe, I need you to kill your brother. <laughs> kill your son. <laughs> just, uh, just check in right before you do it, and I'll maybe have changed my mind. But just don't, don't just do it in the. Right now, me. I'm ninety percent on it. <laughs> I'm sure, but but do check. Thank you to Luke Fuller Saint Aroman. If it isn't pukey Lukey. <laughs> He's got the most sensitive stomach known to man. If he even sees a drink that's a little strong, it doesn't even have to be alcoholic. Sometimes it's just orange juice. If it's the blue milk instead of the green milk, he's gone. He's gone. He can't hold it down. Hold it together, man. Thanks to Becca McIntosh. Becca McIntosh. I'll bet you Macintosh. I'll bet you a Macintosh computer that I can write a poem five times as better better than you can. Becca is actually the um, Poet Laureate of the United Kingdom Oh, uh, this year. But, you know, have a go. All right. Three, two, okay. one. Texas Hold'em. <laughs> Sorry. It's not a poem. Is that the title? That's, yeah, that's the title of okay. the poem. Uh, hit me, gambler. I'm sorry, I'm getting stressed here. I feel like I'm under the spotlight. Would you like to hear one of Becca's? Becca's? I would Just really to, appreciate like, to get the juices flowing. Sure, she starts and then I'll kind of. So this is that's actually one of the laureate uh, this year. Um, Whatever. Sometimes life deals you a hand that you can't refuse. That's my no. You just have to keep a poker face. This is my poem. So that no one calls your bluff. I ro- I wrote this, Becca. What's the next line? 52 opportunities? It's 52 opportunities, isn't it? I told you about that poem in confidence, Becca. <laughs> Thank you to Kate Schultz. Kate Schultz throws lightning bolts. Anything <gasps> deemed slightly too paranormal gets zapped out of the earth. And so it should be. Houses, people, even if you're not paranormal, you're just a bit suspicious looking. Zapped. Okay, you need to wield that authority with a little more discretion. Thank you to Brendan Neville. Brendan Neville, the Red Devil. He is a daredevil known for uh, jumping gorges on his, on his electric scooter. Whoa! He died on the first oh. attempt of his first event, so... It's not a good track record. Or a record of any kind. In fact, I don't really think you get to call yourself a daredevil after that happens. It's just You're a tragic just accident. just a scared yeah. devil. Thank you to Brenna Guiney. Brenna Guiney is so whiny. Oh. Oh, there's not enough food in the commune. Oh, oh. Some of the glowing waste from the bunker has started making it into the tap water. Oh. Oh, just nonstop. This, 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 nah, this, nah, this, nah, this, nah, this, this. It's so selfish. You know, think crazy. about how annoying that is for your leaders to have to hear. <laughs> I know. You think I like wearing this golden snapback every day? It hurts my neck. It's incredibly heavy. We all have our crosses. Thank you to Boston Heston Rojas. Boston Heston is often arresting perps, <laughs> but they're not actually affiliated with the police or anything like that this is vigilante justice very cool we're looking at a citizen's arrest the coolest of arrests uh, we have on this podcast uh, asked 
if there is such thing as a citizen's execution where you very much take the law into your own hands. And we did look into it and only in Liberia currently. Mm-hmm. So pack your bags, commune. <laughs> <laughs> We're shipping out. Thank you to Sophie Chase. Sophie Chase won a trophy in a race. That was a race to the bottom of Mount Everest from the top. Wow. And only one rule, my friend. No legs. You must go limp. <laughs> limp as a noodle. Wow. She's only the only survivor as well, which is really um, <laughs> what gets you the, the gold. Yeah. Very, very impressive. Teach me your ways. Thank you to Hannah Albone. Hannah loves living in the crawl spaces because she's all bone. <laughs> <laughs> A little hair, though, too. A little hair. <laughs> you don't want to. You don't even want to look at her, touch her, go anywhere close. Because if you do, the curse is activated. Sure, it's too late. Thank you to N. J. Kippen. Come on down to N. J. Kippen. We are New Jersey's premier mattress sales place. Ooh, okay. You can get the most right. comfortable mattress in all of New Jersey. Come on down, my friend. I'm looking for a king size mattress. King size. King, a mattress? Okay, sure. What size, though? King size that I mentioned Sure. Earlier. And what would you plan on doing on the bed? Uh, that's very private, but mostly sleeping, I believe, with my Ah, sleeping. I have to ask you to leave, sir. Excuse me? Our beds are only for kipping. Oh, right. Isn't that, isn't that slang for sleep? Oh, it's <laughs> very different, my friend. This is much more of a catnap establishment. Right, right, okay. Still, can I interest you, though? So you do want to set... You need to sell mattresses. <laughs> Thank you to Chris Stewart. Chris Stewart is a pissed steward. <laughs> the drunkest airline host to ever sail the seven skies. And that's impressive, because it takes a lot to get hammered on those little bottles. Oh, yeah. So he's walking down the aisle, stealing a lot of booze. <laughs> he's coming down asking if you want nuts, just like... There's bottles in every pocket. He is hammered. People are like, I actually don't want nuts, but could I get a drink? He's like, we're <laughs> all right, sorry. And they're like, I can I can smell the booze on you. <laughs> but if you want, you can join the Mile High Club. Takes out a joint in front of them. His manager's like, that takes the biscuit. <laughs> You're fired. Thank you to Vicky K. Well, if it isn't Hickey Vicky, you <laughs> You want to talk about someone who lives in the wilderness? Mm-hmm. It's Hickey Vicky. Oh, uh, yeah? She's never even seen indoors. Constantly what? outdoors. Constantly under the stars. she by any chance any kind of animal? Part animal, sure. Okay. What part? Foot. Okay, what animal then? While I'm, a- while I'm asking. Frog. Okay. <laughs> She hasn't been indoors mostly because they won't let her. Yeah, that sounds not, more likely. Not m- much by choice. Thank you to Lisa. Lisa is like the Mona Lisa. She's got a little smile and no one knows where it came from. Hmm, sneaky. Except it could be on account of the massive bank heist she just pulled off. That's a sure giveaway right there. Yeah, so I think, you know, that's kind of like a little... She thinks it's like no one else knows, but it's like... You're leaking cash yeah. as you run, basically. The police are, are coming. Thank you to Holy Mole. Holy Mole was actually um, a saint canonized in the 1300s. Who the mole just happened to f-ing walk by the Pope right as an assassin was creeping up behind him to kill him, and there was a whole thing. The, and the mole guy stepped on him? the mole, and then he slipped and fell over and died, and the mole died too. Anyway, the mole is not a saint. Oh, I don't even really want to question that. I'm just gonna take you take your word for it's it. It's just it's, there's nothing funny about this story. It's just just this, the true story of a holy mole. Thanks to Neen Hill. Neen Hill took the green pill. Morpheus (laughs) offered them blue and red, and they just socked him in the jaw and dug around in their pockets so they could find anything and swallowed it. It's basically a bag of Skittles and that big old jacket in Morpheus's. (laughs) You never know what door it's going to open. Some of them are Skittles as well, so they're just delicious. (laughs) It'll open the door to taste the f***ing rainbow. (laughs) It's a pretty good door. Thank you to Jesse G., Jesse G is the uh, sister to uh, famed pop star Jesse J. Ah, very cool. Very cool. Also a musician? Oh, yeah. Just uh, didn't make it thanks to their deeply, deeply offensive song titles. Wow. I, I actually can't read them out here. It's kind Just of, one? This first one's called The F***. 
of the sun. Jesus. Yeah. That's pretty brutal. You know, you need to call things, you know, you need to call the tracks like, you know, it, you know, it's Sunshine. all about the money, money, yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, something like that. Little catch here. They were also pretty adamant about the only instrument being the pipe organ, <laughs> which were bad vibes. Thank you to Abraham Guajardo. Abraham Guajardo go home. <laughs> Honestly, if you're going to come to the blackjack table and spit some oh, slam yeah. poetry, you know, Rory's at the table. You're going to have to Guajardo go home. That's right. I expect the best from poets and gamblers. Thank you to Tuki C. Tuki C is a spooky bee. That's right. A lot of people don't know that when a beehive dies, ghost bees remain. You think a sting from a real bee is bad? What about a ghost bee straight to your soul? <laughs> That's an itch you can't scratch, folks. Thanks, lastly but not leastly, to Mr. Benjamin Ingram. Benjamin, I'm putting together a little Broadway musical you might be interested in, and I think you would be perfect for the role. It is all about the Benjamins, my friend. And yes, me and the cast and crew had to move town shortly after our debut performance sure. last theatrical season. But I think this year, with the rewrites that I've made, we have the potential to go Hamilton with this bad boy. It's going to be all Benjamin and bright lights. None of this room where it happened shit all right it's gonna be the tomb where it crapped <laughs> the womb <laughs> where it f- happened <laughs> so benjamin if you that's just a little insight to the re- rewrites that have taken taken place benji and don't <laughs> listen to rory's Texas Hold'em-based slam poetry is not reflective of the final script. Yeah, that's a side hustle. It's nothing to do with the, the final script. <laughs> if anything, script. his A-game is so preoccupied with the West End. I think I still have... Because as we all know, I had to sell my exercise bike to fund the project. Yeah, which went on to fund the Chinese restaurant, I think. There was a lot of misadventures along the way. Sure. But I think we can all agree that... The track, initial track from the musical, was a certified banger. Uh, and if I can find it on my hard drive, let's end the show this week with the number one hit song. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week. You know, it's pretty hard for a guy like me to make it in New York City. Even if I am the president's only son. It's all about the Benjamins. It's all about chasing that money. I sold my exercise bike so I could make this show. So you better all like it or I'm, I'm going to be f***ing pissed off. Oh my God. Boo. All right. Stop. All right. Fine. I'll turn it off. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.